truth, perspective, and growth. This is the Michael Carroll Discipleship Podcast. Because you want people to know how much you know about God because it's coming out of a place of insecurity. And it's like, I think that's something that we have to have a heart check with ourselves because it's a really dangerous place to be in because you can post all the stuff that you know, but if you're not first seeking the Lord, then whatever you're producing isn't going to have any fruit to it because it didn't come from the Lord, it came from you. Well, I have an incredible person on the line with me today. I have Hope McQuinn from Atlanta, Georgia. She's the Associate Director of Free Chapel College. She's also an author. She's a blogger. She loves to empower women. That's her heart's mission, and I'm excited to hear a little bit more uh, about that from her today. But Hope, how are you doing? I am doing great, the best that I can be during this quarantine season, Um little slow, but trying to be steady in it. Yeah, it's crazy. I feel like we're in a season where we're like, a lot of us are like, okay, it's done. June's over. We're going into July. And then we're like, oh, we're still kind of here. And it's like, are we out of this season? Are we in this season? Numbers are going up. Like, what's going on? It's been right. crazy, especially for people who work in um, churches or any type of business where gatherings of people is your thing. It's mm-hmm. like... You're, we're all kind of in limbo right now. And I know Free Chapel is a larger church. Are you guys open right now? We are not. We were planning to open this Sunday, but just with more of the events that have been happening and just with the numbers rising, we have pushed it back until August. And so trying to navigate through what our time looks like up until August. But as of right now, I think they're looking at the second week of August. Yeah, it's crazy. That's it's a, it's a crazy time to be alive for sure. So uh, I saw on your uh, on your Instagram a couple weeks ago. I want to talk about this before we get into the show. You started something called Becoming Better. What's that about? Yes, I did. Okay, so um, I've been in ministry for six years, and when I first got into it, I was so set on the idea that my passion was for young people. Um, and just for young adults and for addicts and stuff, because that's something that I had dealt with before coming to know the Lord. And so I was like, this is my passion. Like, this is what I'm going to focus on. And I like never had good motherly figures or just good examples of women. And so I always said that I would never be in women's ministry. I was like, you cannot pay me money to do women's (laughs) ministry. And like two weeks ago, the Lord, um, just put on my heart women. And I was like, um, maybe not me, maybe someone else, because I had just kept on seeing poor examples of women and poor examples of girls in my life. And instead of gossiping about it and complaining about it, the Lord hit me with a question. He was like, well, why don't you do something about it? And I was like, oh gosh, you know, when the Lord asks you that, you kind of have to do something. And so um, I brainstormed what the Lord put it all together within a week and I launched it in the same week. And so it's a three-week mentorship where I take in 10 girls um, a month, and I just walk them through their lives, the roots of things. I help them get their life visions, the boundaries that they need in their life, and I just help them become the best version of themselves. And so they can go out and help other people become the best version of themselves. And so the whole idea of it really is forming ourselves to be the examples that we wish that we had in our life. And so I love it. The Lord has done so much in it already. Have people on the wait list for next month. And so it's just crazy how one little yes of obedience can turn into something. And so I'm super excited um, and I love it. 
That's so cool. I love that. I love that um, the Lord challenged you on what are you going to do about it. I think we all had that response. I I often, and I'll admit this is my confession on the podcast that I often have moments where the Lord challenges me to change my perspective, and usually the changing of perspective has to do more of a response from me in a situation rather than what I'm looking for someone else to do better or maybe how they should respond better. And it's like God wants me to change the way I look at it so that I can see, oh, actually the missing equation is me, right? I should be doing something different in a situation rather than why don't they get their act together? Why doesn't this person do that? And it's 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 funny how God has always brought me back even in to this day he brings him back to those moments where like you used to be that kid who had no idea what they're doing or who, you know, said crazy things. You were that kid. So don't be so quick to count them out, but invest in them. Maybe that's why God has placed them in your life. So I love that your response to that was, hey, you yeah, these 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 they these people, they may have things they need to work through, but that's exactly why you're there. Not to look at them, but to to help empower them. So I love that. I love that. And I think that's discipleship 101 in general. The church can do better at that. So, um, but that goes into my next question of um, how has quarantine been for you? Uh, I know that you, um, Free Chapel College is a ministry that, um, you know, you're in charge of, but you also do other things, right? You write and, and you blog and you have all these other things going on. Um, have you been busy? What has been your experience in, in yeah. quarantine the last few months? Gosh, um, honestly, the first few weeks of quarantine, I really had um, a big like face-to-face reality of where I was. And I questioned so many things of like, do I even have a purpose? And like, I know that sounds crazy because like from the outside, you look in, it's like, oh, she has her life together. She knows what Mm. she's doing. But at the end of the day, like I'm still human. I still have human emotions. I still have human feelings. And I faced the big question I think that we've all faced during quarantine is like, what even matters in this life? Like what's even important? What is my purpose? Because everything that I thought that I knew doesn't even exist anymore. And it's like, I'm just crazy just because where I work, um, I'm going to my fifth year of being here um, on staff for almost three, but just being here for five. And it's very fast paced environment. And so like my whole life has been dedicated here for five years. And so for the first time, ever for that to be put on pause and to be coming at a halt, I was like, oh my gosh. And so I had a reality of where I was and I was just like, well, like what even is the purpose of Christianity? Like what's the purpose of my life if we're all secluded in our houses? It's like, what do we even do? And so I had to spend a lot of time with the Lord, honestly, and I had to get clarity because I felt myself fighting off depression, felt myself fighting off negativity and just insecurities because I would see what other people were doing. And I was just, it was messing me up, but I had to make a choice that, um, I'll make the most of what I have now, whether that be out and about, or whether that just be at my house through the screen that I will make the most of what I have. And so I think that's something that we all need to decide to do in ourselves instead of just whining and complaining that everything is shifted and everything's changed. It's like, okay, well, we can take a step back and we can look at the things that we do have and the things that we are able to do. And we can make the most of what we have. And so I have been still writing on the side. I did an ebook of, I think, how to write your first book. I started the mentorship 
And then I did the best that I could with my students that I have in the college now. And so with the incoming students and the students we have now, it really gave an open window for me to be able to connect with them more. And it's funny because in this generation, everyone loves texting more so than they do face-to-face. And so instead of looking at it like a disadvantage, I changed my perspective. And it's like, well, in this day and age, everyone prefers to communicate through text and the screen anyways. And so we can actually have an advantage and make the most of it and get connected to these students on a different kind of level because we're meeting them where they're at through the screen rather than just being upset that we can't meet with them in person. So like the whole time has been a lot of like perspective shifting and just changing the way that I look at things rather than being upset about something that I can't change about. So it's been a lot, but at the end of it, I think it's good. I'm in a good place now and I just view things um, differently, which I think we all need to do sometimes and we'll be okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you um, were able to kind of be open and honest about that because y- you're right. Uh, you're not alone. Trust me, Hope. You're not the only one who's experienced, look at what everyone else is doing. You know, wh- what's wrong with me, right? And I think there's this thing, I, and that's why I know I said this kind of in a previous conversation with you where I have this love-hate relationship with social media because it's like, it's this beautiful way to connect with the world, but then also people can allow it to like, you know, make them feel bad about themselves or like, man, I don't look like this person or I don't uh, have these things going on in my life. And I feel like that's kind of been amplified, like you were talking about a little bit earlier when we were were talking about um, quarantine, that that kind of, it seems like it was enhanced because everybody was on their phone, right? And everybody was, okay, well, if I don't have a social life, I'm going to have a social media life. And so I'm going to put everything out here and, and show people, you know, or, or do all of these things. And, and you know, everyone's got their own motives. I, I don't know what people's motives are. I can't say what what's in their heart or why they're doing it. But it just seems like it's, people have gone to a point where they feel like now they need to be here on social media and they need to mm-hmm. have these things going on and for people to see that. Is that, uh, is that what you were talking about a little bit of you wanted to, you were kind of resisting that, that, uh, that urge to, to have that going on. Is that what you were talking about? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, just because I feel like since everyone has been away from people, they have felt more of a push to show what they've been doing to the world just because they're not around people all the time. And so I feel like since everyone is on the screens, everyone has had their own insecurity in a sense of trying to prove themselves to the world and trying to prove themselves to the people that they don't see every day anymore. And so really, I think the Lord's like challenged me with the whole concept of like the pursuit of God. Like we're not all at church anymore. We're all like on our own. So like, what is the pursuit of God? And like, the pursuit of God isn't about doing, which I think we've all been so caught up in, but the whole pursuit of God is all about seeking. But if doing comes after seeking, that's fine. But to be effective and to be genuine and to be meaningful, seeking has to come first. And so I've just battled with some of the things that I've seen on social media. I feel like a lot of people are very self-promotional and it's all about, go look at my new YouTube video, go look at my new podcast, go look at my new blog. And it's like all of this stuff that they're doing and all this stuff that they're producing. But it's like, why are you posting what you're posting? Like, are you posting it because you had a revelation and you just really want to share the truth that you discovered? Or are you posting because you want people to know how much you know about God because it's coming out of a place of insecurity? 
And it's like, I think that's something that we have to have a heart check with ourselves because it's a really dangerous place to be in because you can post all the stuff that you know, but if you're not first seeking the Lord, then whatever you're producing isn't going to have any fruit to it because it didn't come from the Lord. It came from you. And I think it's just a scary place for all of us to be in. Um, And I think a lot of us have struggled with it. And I mean, you can get out of it, but I just think a lot of us should get back to the simplicity of it about seeking. Like, are we seeking God or are we just trying to be loud on our platforms? And it's like, it's a big deal. Mm. That is so true. And that is real. And you're right. And, and I don't care who you are. You need to be real and admit it to yourself that we've all struggled with that. That's the balance of ministry. And that's the balance of living in a culture that does celebrate platform and American culture celebrates big, right? And, and, and status and accomplishments. That's the culture that we live in. And so when Christianity comes into the play, it's like, we're supposed to transform culture. We're supposed to impact culture for the kingdom. Mm -hmm. But if we're not careful, we can get sucked into that culture and we could feel like, Oh no, success as a Christian looks like, this and no that's what success in a global consumer nation looks like but the kingdom of god is opposite right and and what does that look like in the kingdom to to be moving forward and you're right i i think it's a challenge that we all need to really be um open to receive so what are some things that you've been able to do um have you added any balances to your life or things that you've kind of added uh, into your routine that have helped you kind of stay focused um, while still, cause you do have a, a, a large social media following. So it's not like you don't, you know, have, you know, it's not like you're trying to get there from what I know you, you are reaching the world through social media, but what have you added to your life that has helped you stay balanced? Right. Um, I cannot sit on social media all day or I will lose my mind. Um, I cannot scroll through my experience. Lord page and look at all these people living their best life or looking at all these pastors still traveling every part of the world. Like it's just a balance that it all comes with self-discipline and like, there's not a 10 step plan to you to keep yourself healthy from social media. It all comes down to one decision and it's your own decision for you to care enough about yourself to put boundaries in place and to put the right disciplines in place. There's not going to be a manual that you that you read to keep yourself balanced and keep yourself um, safe from the attacks of the enemy in your mind and of insecurities. You just have to make a choice saying, I care about myself enough and I care about my soul being healthy enough that I'm not going to spend as much time on here. And I'm not going to look at things that I know are going to hinder my walk. Just because when you do have a larger platform, you feel like a pressure um, of having to answer to everybody and having to be present 24 seven. Um, and I feel like some people on the opposite side, like don't understand that you're a human too. And they expect so much out of you. And some people will be so rude if you don't like get back to them and you don't respond to them. And I mean, you just have to brush it off. You can't let one person affect everything. Um, and you have to do whatever you have to do to keep yourself healthy. That's not a selfish thing. That's actually a self-loving thing. And you have to be able to differentiate those two of what is selfish and what is self-loving. And so for me, I'm not going to scroll through all those things that I know that I shouldn't. I'm not going to reply to every single DM. I will reply when I have the margin to and when I have that space to. But I'm not going to stress myself 
and overdo myself trying to please everybody because if you get back to basics, I'm not here to please everybody. I'm here yeah. to please the Lord. And so yeah, come on. when I get on, what I'm posting is because I have truth that I want to share, not because what hope did is this. Like if we're honest, I don't even know how I am where I am. I like I struggle with insecurity myself of like mm. what do I even have to offer? And so um I I'm not gonna promote myself, but like this is what the Lord's sharing. And so sometimes I'll just get on to post and I get right back off because I'm like, I just can't sit on here um, because then I'm going to become less effective because my heart's getting upset and my mind's getting filled with things that aren't good for me. Therefore, everything I'm doing is going to be lacking because I'm not in my healthiest state. And so a lot of it um, just boils down to your own decision to care about yourself enough to set the right boundaries in place to keep yourself healthy. That's so true. That's so good too. And I'm glad that you, you said that because I think there's freedom when you can recognize that you may be like dealing with things in yourself. And, and I, I have conversations more privately than on, on, on my podcast, but I have conversations all the time that most of the time I'm have like, because I'm a pastor, um, like, like you said, people on social media, they expect you to respond to them because your face is always on the screen, right? They, they look at your thing and they see a picture of you and they're like, oh, here's hope, right? You, you know, right. you could be sleeping right now. They don't even know, right? Or you could be, right. you know, on a date or you could be whatever, <laughs> whatever you're doing, right? They don't know. They just see you smiling. So they're like, oh, it's hope. I want to talk to her, right? So they don't yeah. see like behind that and they don't understand. The same thing for me as a pastor is, uh, I guess, you know, people expect me to just be you know, praying all the time and I'm just in the spirit and, you know, I'm ready to respond. And sometimes I'm not right. Sometimes I'm not in the spirit. Sometimes I'm dealing with my own issues. And a lot of times the majority of my, of my growth as a Christian, um, cause that's why I consider myself is just a Christian. And, and my growth is the spirit dealing with my issues that I have and working mm-hmm. things out in my heart. And, man, I should have spoke to that person better. I need to go handle this or I need to handle this situation better. I need to listen more to my wife, you know, or whatever the situation (laughs) is for me, right? So it's like, I have my own growth and and people don't, you're right, people don't always see that and they don't always understand that. And there's this pressure when you're a leader or influencer or whatever uh, in the kingdom, there's this pressure that's on your shoulders constantly, And, um, it is a balance. And so it's amazing that you've been able to learn through the season of how to balance with that pressure. Cause it doesn't go away. Isolation will be done. The masks right. will come off, but right. the same pressure, the same pressure is still going to be there, you know? And I want to challenge you if you're listening today to, to listen to the insight that, that hope gave you. Cause it inspired me to even remember she's right. We all continue to grow and it's okay. It's okay that you're growing as a leader and it's okay if you don't look like a uh, pastor so and so with 100,000 followers or <laughs> or you know apostle so and so who's blowing up on YouTube whatever the case is it's okay if that's not you right because mm-hmm. God has you where you're at in this moment and you're going to be okay truly you're going to be okay regardless of what your social media screen looks like so thank you for encouraging us with that. So you, you, you've you learned to, to balance your, your life out. Have you been able to, in in this um, mentorship that you have going on, have you been able to help? Um, I know this is kind of new, so this may be early to ask you this, but <laughs> have you been able to help um, 
girls find freedom? Because is this something that I feel like this is something that the younger generation struggles with um, insecurities with how many followers they have or Mm -hmm. no one's liking my posts or no one's commenting or hurry up and delete it because (laughs) or whatever the case is like, have you been able to help find uh, or younger people find freedom in that? Yeah, um, we actually just had our week two Zoom meeting last night and I was talking with them about what they have gotten out of this so far. And the one thing that has been the underlying factor in every single one of them, which is going to sound so basic and so simple, but it's honestly so profound if you can get a hold of it, is prayer. And so every morning I take prayers from this book called Prayers That Avail Much by Jermaine Copeland. And they are literally the most powerful prayers that are just packed full of scripture. And so they're powerful, powerful prayers. And it's all the word of God. And so I send them to them every single morning and I make them pray them like whether you want it or not, you're going to pray these because you're going to start getting the word of God in your heart and you're going to start your day off with it. Because the whole um, the whole concept of one of the verses in the Bible, it says, your word is hidden in my heart. Therefore, I'm not going to sin against you. And so how does that happen? You have to learn how to pray the word of God, because once you begin to pray it and you begin to speak it, it's naturally going to sink into you and it's going to be something instilled in you. And so all of them were saying how because they started praying, because they started really understanding the word of God, they realized their reactions being different, their responses being different, their perspective being different because of the prayers that they had been praying. And so anyone who's struggling with that, pray a little bit more, start getting the scripture in you. And for anyone who like is looking on how to pray, because I did not know how to pray when I became a Christian, I wouldn't because I thought everything sounded stupid and I didn't even know what was valid to pray about um, the book. It's called Prayers That Avail Much by Jermaine Copeland. And there's so many different topics, things to pray on, just specific things. And it, it's changed my whole life. And so the one thing that has helped all of them the most is prayer, which you would you would think is like obvious, but some people just miss it and it's just crazy yeah you're right working at a church i know for sure that a lot of people don't know how to pray and Mm -hmm. and your pastor may have told you to pray and read your bible and you're like i don't know how to but you're afraid to tell them right so yeah it you're you're right prayer is is um is is crucial it's been crucial in my own life so that's incredible that you've that you that these girls have been able to find that freedom um so it's called becoming better is this something that that um other people can connect to are you are you accepting applications for the next season or how can people connect to you if that's something that um maybe they want to get involved with or maybe they know a younger lady who would like to be a part of this how how is the best way to do that Yes, um, I would love to meet with them and connect with them. And so the Instagram page, it's becoming underscore underscore better. Um, it's also in my bio on my personal Instagram. And so on it, they can look at all of the updates. They can look at testimonies from the girls and they can go to the website, um, becomingbetterco.com. And so on it, um, they can look through the PDF of what it looks like, everything they'll be learning, and they can sign up for the wait list for August. And so there is a wait list, but whenever they do sign up, they'll be promised to be on the next open month. And I'll just connect with them through emails and all of that. But follow along um, and save to date. That's so incredible. I love what you're doing, Hope, and I know it's just going to continue to grow. So some takeaways that we got from today before I let you wrap it up is that um, you've been you've learned the art of just kind of continuing to seek and not do, which is the the struggle that we all deal with, especially leaders 
is how do we be and seek instead of just be and do, right? And so in that, also not looking to the right or left and allowing someone else's platform to make us feel intimidated or insecure, but to feel secure in God. With with all of that being said, um, how do you want to close out the episode? For all those listening, um, encourage us, leave us with something that um, that is just going to share your heart. Yeah, um, I would say that in a season of unknown and in a season of really having time to figure it out, to steward your time well. And I know that's something that you've probably been told a million times, but really, if you think about it, there might not ever be a season in your life until the day you go home to Jesus, that you're going to have this kind of time to be able to seek the Lord, to be able to pull out the things inside of you and to have time um, in this season to make yourself the best version that you can be and to really get down to the core of who you are and let the Lord shed light on things that need to be shined on um, in this season where it is just you and him. I'd say to be honest with yourself, be honest with the people around you and don't be so focused on being loud on your platforms that you miss the quiet times with you and God where it actually matters the most. And so just cut yourself some slack, but um, be, be intentional and be sensitive to what the Holy Spirit wants to do in this time. And don't be so focused on preparing for what's next that you kind of miss out on what he's doing now. Love it. Well, you, you encouraged me today and I'm going to do that. I'm going to spend more time with Jesus because you're right. Uh, that's where, that's where I found my freedom in the beginning. So, um, I, I love that they share that. And if you're listening, um, make sure to check out the notes section in the episode to check out a little bit more of what hope's doing and make sure to check out becoming better. Maybe someone, you know, is, uh, this can help them. And she's not, she doesn't just want Christians, right? You don't have to be a Christian and become part of this. You can be anybody, right? Anybody, you know, connect them. If you know a young lady who just needs someone to speak into their life, uh, hope has an amazing heart for them. So it would be a good person to connect to. Uh, Hope, thanks for taking your time out. I appreciate you. Thanks for sharing your heart today on the episode. Um, Praying for all you guys at Free Chapel. And uh, I know that you're going to make it through whenever you open up. Again, thank you, Hope, for your time. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the Michael Carroll Discipleship Podcast. Make sure to share this episode with your friends and also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at mcarrollnow. Have a great day. Until next time.